Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Say Zero, Season 4, Episode 6. I'm your host this week, Jenna Anderson, and joining me today are Nick Valdez. Howdy, everybody. Jamie Durack. Good morning. And Aaron Perrine. What's going on, everybody? So a little bit of housekeeping up front before we get into a lot of Marvel news this week. Um, thank you so much to everybody who listened to our X-Men bonus episode on Monday. We are starting to do the bonus episodes on Monday. Just try it out. And it seems like people had a lot of fun with it. In two weeks on the 19th, we will be talking about X2. So rewatch it or watch it and join us for that. Uh, next week's bonus episode should be a lot of fun. BD and I interviewed Zawe Ashton about all things tied to the Marvels. And she was so wonderful. Like it was a absolutely delightful interview i cannot wait for everyone to see it and listen to it because it was so much fun um but yeah so stay tuned beyond that because there should be a lot more phase zero coming out very very soon um i've done enough rambling so we'll get into the news of the week and i think aaron has the very first story of the week because you helped add it to the rundown which was hugely appreciated oh uh no problem the reason i am so disheveled this morning is because while we were getting ready for this show some Inventive Twitter investigators figured out that Pedro Pascal is supposed to start production on the Fantastic Four soon. This comes from the SAG Foundation website, so it's not just some random thing. It had to go in his bio, which I'm just like, what in the world? And by the way, for a talk that happened two days ago, so someone was like probably trying to look up his talk and then looked in the bio, their eyes probably got really big and they ran to their computer to set the internet on fire. What does everybody think about Pedro pretty much being Reed Richards? Just announce it. Just announce it. You're, yeah, you're making me feel crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, a, like SAG is pretty, that's a pretty reliable site, but also who knows? Who knows? I don't believe anything. Everything's real. I, I, I'm like in a simulation. I don't know. Just tell us. Just like, <laughs> who cares? Just give us the information, Feige. I need to know. I need to sleep at night. Uh, but it yeah. seems legit. <laughs> It is so funny to me after, like, I know Aaron and I joke about, like, the crab rangoon principle of just things getting <laughs> leaked in ways that we don't expect. But, like, after literal years of this discourse and this debate and, like, who is the FF? Like, we now are just, it feels so unceremonious to just, like, have it be in these little press releases and stuff like that and not even actually be confirmed from Marvel itself. So I, I agree with Jamie. Just just announce it. Just say who the four are or just say anyone and just get started because I still don't believe this movie is real yet. So. Yeah, me neither. It's not real until I'm literally sitting there watching it, because even if they announce casting, even if they film, we've seen over the last year that that means nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> I, it's not real until we're watching it, but it would help it feel a little more real if Pedro Pascal came out in a Fantastic Four hat or something. Like, just give <laughs> us that. <laughs> I can I add? Yeah. Please do not announce it right now, though, Marvel. No. Jenna, Jenna worked very hard on this rundown. I do not want to scrap <laughs> this rundown so we just do Fantastic Four reactions. It would make it so much easier. If, like, I don't know. We could at least, because then we wouldn't have to do, like, an immediate reaction episode for it or something. Like, we would at least be able to talk about oh, it on air. But Brandon we'll Davis would be so mad. He that would be, be the funniest. <laughs> it would be oh, the funniest be upset. Thing. Oh my gosh. Well, Nick mentioned uh, the Fantastic Four baseball cap, and that segues perfectly into our next story. Um, Jamie, do you want to talk about it? 
yeah, speaking of hats, uh, Kevin Feige wore a new Deadpool hat uh, while accepting the Saturn Award for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And it was cool. It was like, it's like a circle of half Deadpool, half Wolverine. Uh, he's, you know, you love it. I once I physically almost bumped into Kevin Feige once and he had that, he had the Agatha hat on. And so I was like, oh, he's, he's ready for the next thing. Uh, but we still don't know what the title is. Did the back of the hat say something on it? I only saw a picture of the front of the hat. People were like analyzing the back of the hat because it looked like it had Deadpool and then other words on it. But like there was no way to decipher whatever words. Um, if you were on stage with Feige, you probably could tell. But like every video from out in the audience, it just looked like lorem ipsum like gibberish. So <laughs> there's been a lot of debate about what the title will be, which is funny because also, you know, hearing through the grapevine when we may or may not get a trailer for Deadpool 3, it might be sooner than later. So like the fact that we're debating the title when we could find it out very soon is very funny to me. But yeah, Aaron, Nick, how do you feel? Friend of the I, I show. Mean, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, just call it Deadpool Wolverine. <laughs> and like, it doesn't even need to have like a versus or X in between it. Just call it Deadpool Wolverine and we'll be right there. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say that like, yeah, was, there's someone in the comments put it out. Friend of the show, Eric Voss, always with a magnifying glass. He was asking followers and like, yeah, there we go. Let's get yeah. that Zapruder <laughs> film in there. Um, <laughs> so... In the back of it might have said Deadpool 3 colon like cast and crew and okay. that's why it's so long but of course that's somebody doing the CSI enhance 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 on it and we don't know <laughs> you know someone on Twitter who's a calligraphy expert trying to look at it and cross reference like well that does look like an E but I don't know in the 19th century it could be an AE it could be a Norse thing Thor is in it <laughs> that's that's how people are doing on Twitter right now so I don't know I do like the Real cast and crew theory that like hadn't occurred to me at all. So hopefully maybe that ends up being the case. I don't know. I don't see them having like a massively long title for this because I feel like just like Nick said, just saying Deadpool Wolverine or Deadpool 3 seems to do more than enough for like SEO purposes. So if Deadpool, I think it needs if to be Deadpool, and in there. I, I think it needs to be Deadpool and Wolverine. Or what if it's like a slash? What if it's like, no, no, no. you know, full like AO3 tags or something? I want it to be a colon so bad because that's really funny. Yeah. If it's yeah. just Deadpool colon Wolverine and everybody's like, what? What do you mean? Like, like, yeah, like it's, it's beginnings? Yeah. <laughs> it's either that or like go full comedic with it. And be like Deadpool, the one with Wolverine in it, or something. There we go. <laughs> yeah, like, that works too. It's it's either or. I feel like it's going to be either very simple or just something just out of the box. So who knows? Hopefully, we'll <laughs> find out sooner than later. Wolverine, Dawn of X. Yes. <laughs> 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 the comments. I will say, Aaron, to your point on the colon, I remember it being a huge joke when Winter Soldier was coming out. Like on Tumblr, people would joke, like the title of Winter Soldier was literally just Steve Rogers, Bucky Barnes, like when you break it down. So it's like it would be yeah. funny to have just Deadpool, colon, Wolverine. Um, but yeah, who knows? We'll just we'll have to see. I feel like we, we couldn't not talk about Deadpool 3 on the show in some capacity. Um, but yeah, coming to another topic that feels impossible to escape from on any episode of this podcast in recent memory, uh, Daredevil set photos. There are a lot more we talked about this on the show last week of like is this too much what are they going to show what are they not going to show and then we got a lot more than we had expected we're not showing any of them here we're not talking about the specifics here if you want to remain spoiler free but are they too much now i almost think that they are i think we're seeing so much to the point where i've seen people have conspiracy theories that like these are fake scenes that are being filmed which is kind of crazy in and of itself but how are we feeling i think it was adam who tweeted something along the lines of like Marvel's never going to do real location on set locations again after this. And it's, it, it is kind of frustrating because it's cool to, it's, it's going to look good seeing them in New York, actually in the city. And it is a bummer that so much is leaking. I don't understand like how they, how it's this much. It's, it's a little, and I think it is a little frustrating, but also I don't believe that they're filming fake scenes. Marvel has money, but I, I don't think that they have money to literally burn like that. Uh, I don't think that that, especially after the box office of last year, I, I, I really don't think that's what they're doing. Yeah. That's, that's some real copium talk. You know, that's some like, <laughs> I've seen so much. It has to be fake. No, it's, it, it's the real deal. And you know, whatever makes it to the screen is what makes it, you know, but uh, it is a lot. And for someone like me who isn't in the Marvel space every single day, every hour for work, I've already seen too much. And this is just being 
normal on the internet, just being there, you know? So like, I, I can't imagine that, you know, people haven't seen what what's out there it's very hard to avoid it because no one's tagging anything either there are no there are no tags anymore people are just like hey here's the thing and it's like oh cool thanks appreciate that i will say on the copium angle i do feel like part of the reason why people are like oh these are fake scenes is because some of the content of some of the scenes where if you are a daredevil comic fan you think that it might be alluding to certain things that you don't necessarily want to see happen but who knows like we don't know the context of any of this and i think that that is a huge point and the fact that we keep getting all of these photos out of context i think is kind of getting crazier and crazier but yeah aaron i'm sure you have a lot of thoughts on this uh last week people were telling me it was fine because it was free promotion and now we have swung the other way <laughs> we have swung the other way in the comments everybody's like oh no and i'm like I we can't have nice things we cannot have nice things because i agree if if it does not do well i would doubt they're going to shoot a lot of this stuff in real life because we've had two straight marvel productions now both deadpool 3 and this one where Telephoto lenses have ruined a lot of the stuff that would have really, really kicked butt for you to just discover on your own. So I hope that that doesn't completely discourage them. I think they just need way, way, way better security, I guess. I don't know. Like, but also, Nick, I, I think there are, like, it's not, it's not reshooting fake scenes. It's shooting multiple takes of scenes like an in game. Oh. Yeah, I think it's a work, brother. I think it's, uh, <laughs> I think it's a work. Uh, there are multiple things being filmed to throw people off the scent of what may or may not be happening. And look at me trying to tap dance around wild, <laughs> wild things that love to yell about. But yeah, you guys can find half of the stuff online. Marcus yeah. Ward was saying that like costumes are costumes. Oh, baby, the, the stuff that people are figuring out from these set photos are go far beyond the costumes. It's, yeah. Stay off Twitter. Mute, mute Daredevil if, <laughs> if you're really sensitive about this stuff. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah, you, it doesn't matter. Muting yeah, doesn't people, matter anymore. Like, people don't put words in things. It's yeah. like, yeah. it's, like, it's wild photos. west out there. You have, to, you have to mute photos somehow. Like, it is impossible. Like, that's the thing. If you're just looking, if you're on X for whatever reason, on Instagram for whatever yeah. reason, these images are in Getty, apparently, too. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, <laughs> certain websites have put them in their headers. So, you know, it's, you're going to see these things. Yeah, I, I will say, Aaron, you did tap dance around that very well. It was like, yeah. Feige was like shooting at your feet, like a little, like, <laughs> and you, were, you, you nailed it. But... <laughs> I will say on the Daredevil front, um, there was a report last night that does seem official and is not leaked. Uh, Jennia Watson or Walton, who is in Never Have I Ever and Candy Cane Lane, has been cast in Daredevil as, quote, a young journalist with connections to a character from the original series. So Daredevil fans immediately put two and two together. She's probably someone tied to Ben Ulrich, um, maybe a daughter, even though he doesn't have a daughter in the comics or maybe just some sort of family member. How do we feel about this if that is the case? makes sense right i mean a daughter would not make sense because of how much time is spent talking about his relationship in that first season um i i'm, I'm going niece okay great niece <laughs> if she's bold to employ the sharon carter method how dare <laughs> <laughs> um I, they are leaning so hard into trying to get everybody who loved that Netflix show in here for this thing. They are trying their damnedest. They are just like, we are going to, I mean, bend over backwards to make sure if you love any part of the Netflix universe, stick around, come on back. Um, so it could be interesting. I've, I've actually started to try and actively stay away from the photos and try to stay away from the theorizing because it's we're all very, very smart on the internet. It's like a, a league of Jenna's. <laughs> You don't want, if I don't want to know what happens, I should just stay off. So I hopefully it's good. Nick, how do you feel? I mean, it's cool. Uh, you know, I don't have those deep ties to the Netflix show. I kind of hope it's sort of like when a show gets canceled on a network and starts again on a new network. And it's like, it's technically a new season of the show, but it's also a season one. So it's like, yeah, you have incorporated elements, you have cast members from that old show, but it's like, oh, this is a new place for me to start. And I kind of hope that's what the situation is, because I haven't seen Deadpool season three since it came out, which was like a million years ago in our time. So it's, I mean, 
if you tell me this person is connected to another person, I'll be like, cool. Okay. I don't care. Let's, let's do it. Where's Daredevil? <laughs> I totally agree. Um, and then one more piece of speculation or lack thereof that started this week. Uh, so Tom Holland took to social media earlier this week and said that he had a big announcement coming. He attached it to a video of him playing golf and saying the word four. So naturally, people thought that this was some sort of Spider-Man 4 update. It is not. He is starring in a revival of Romeo and Juliet. So... I we, we talked about this on our Spider-Man 4 episode about when they can start doing updates and when they would have to start production, but the whole fake out is just so hilarious and kind of sad to me. How does everyone else feel about it? First, I want to say that I love that he's going to, to do some theater. I think that Tom Holland is a talented actor and he and a lot of his movies outside of Marvel just haven't hit or connected with people like they just haven't done well and i think getting on the stage and proving that you can do shakespeare is pretty cool i'm a big big shakespeare fan i love the idea even though romeo and juliet isn't my favorite <laughs> of shakespeare unless it's we got leo and claire in there doing it um but i saw a tweet about this and it made me laugh so hard and it's the idea of announcing romeo and juliet with just a man on the cover and the actor is objectively hilarious and maybe there's just no woman cast yet as juliet that's very possible but like it literally looks like a hamlet announcement because you can't announcing romeo and juliet with just a dude is truly funny but i'm hoping it just means that there's no woman but like it's also i'm very curious to see if, if it's going to be someone big if they're going to get a act like a theater person in there or another uh film celebrity I, i'm i'm very curious to see how it's going to go down I mean, wherefore art thou Romeo? That's what the four was for. <laughs> wherefore. But uh, you're right. The, the funniest part of the news, though, is seeing people say it's a stage adaptation of Romeo and Juliet, which is just <laughs> so, like going back to Aaron's talk of crab rangoons and just everything kind of piled in on top of each other. That is just the funniest aspect to me. Like, we, I mean, come on, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Put respect all Baz Luhrmann's name, God darn yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, okay. <laughs> A little inside baseball here is that the theater company that is putting this on is like branching out from previous Jamie Lowe and he worked with Tom in the past. So putting his name out there in front is to help get people invested in their from the ground level venture because there's not that many productions they put on. This is one of the first big ones. So of course his name's going to be big on the poster to get you in there. Um, I also think Jen is absolutely right that they have not cast the actress yet because probably Tom is probably going to get to pick who it is and have some say so on who they're going to cast probably I'd imagine. It's like, you know, I, I've I've been joking around about don't get worked, don't fall for these pump fakes. Cause I I, <laughs> I, I get worked all the time. I get I get excited about stuff. I think that Rhodey's not a scroll and that it ends up being a scroll. <laughs> don't be like Aaron. Do not get worked. Do not get fooled by this stuff. The, you think with his track record of giving away information, Sony's ever going to let that boy say anything to the point where it's become a meme against all of us? Like, why would it come from him? Like by itself. I mean, but also, why wouldn't it? That so is true. I mean, I don't know. See, I'm just making things even worse. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did announce the the title for Far From Home. I think I remember the whole like Twitter Instagram video of him doing that. So like Sony will trust him with caveats, but yeah, this whole situation is just so funny. I'm excited for him. I hope that this project turns out really well. But it's just the fact that we have to talk about Romeo and Juliet extensively on this podcast is kind of hilarious. Like what a world we live in. Of that trying we to look get to. That we get to. <laughs> that is fair. You got me there. <laughs> Kevin Feige walks out of the stage and Comic-Con is like, come and get phase five. Billy Elliot is back. Oh, my God. Oh, man, the Hamlet saga. Just give us that. Well, let's do it. <laughs> Just film. Uh, That's how we got right RDJ back. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. All right. Well, on that note, we are going to take a quick one minute break. And when we come back, we have a lot yeah. of comments, a lot of quotes about actors who may or may not be returning to Marvel related properties. So stay tuned for that.
Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to Phase Zero. Um, as I stated, this is kind of our will this character return or not section of the show. Um, kind of related to that, we have a new Donald Glover quote that was very interesting. Aaron, take it away. Oh, you're muted. Oh, no. There we go. Oh, I'm back. All right. Hooray. They they can't silence me. Um, so during a Vanity Fair actors on actors interview between Maya Erskine and Donald Glover to promote Mr. and Mrs. Smith, she asked him about, hey, were you in Spider-Verse because they were sad about not casting you as live action Spider-Man? And he kind of laughed and said that he's a little bit too old to be playing live action Miles. So he said, no, I don't think they even thought about it. There's definitely going to be a live action Miles Morales eventually. And I think that they're probably more concerned with me being Prowler and that or something like that. I'm too old to be Spider-Man now. He like laughed as he was saying it. So uh donald for spider-man fans if you if you could read this if you hear my voice go take some metamucil how does everybody feel about a <laughs> big live action prowler i'm not big spider-man take some metamucil oh my god I, I, i'm glad he said it because i do feel like there's still a small subset of the fandom who has advoc advocated for this recently and it there's no universe in which this could work unless it's like miles 20 years into his career so oh, i'm glad man. he said it but I do want to see him as a live action prowler beyond just Spider-Verse because that would be amazing. Anyone who is still like Donald Glover is going to be Miles one day is like, what is going on in your brain? Come on. First of all, he's already Aaron and uh, and we got that little live action nugget in um in the last animated movie. And so like, yeah, I would love to see him full on be Prowler. That's just where we're at. I think we need to set our uh, realistic goals for ourselves, people, and that <laughs> getting him back as that character is very realistic. But the days of him wearing Spider-Man pajamas in community were like a decade ago. We gotta let it go. Yeah, it, it's funny that uh, Falconsnet in the comment points out that I never even knew that was a fan cast, which is hilarious because that's how old the idea is, right? Like this is, it is dated. So, <laughs> like, I, so I don't, I don't mind seeing him as Prowler. I would, I would also be down for like a like an older Miles someday. But that's also like by the time that comes around, he's he might be too old for that too. <laughs> so. It's time to move on. <laughs> I also did just remember, and I didn't even put this in the rundown. He's still like, there's that hypno hustler movie that was supposedly in the works, which, you know, if, if El Muerto can happen, then maybe that can happen. And that sounds crazy enough for Sony to make work. So we're going to see him in some sort of Sony thing, but it's not going to be as miles. Like, like we hey. said, I think that idea passed like 10, 15 years ago. Listen, also, go get your colons checked out if you remember Donald for Spider-Man as well. Use this time. Uh, and one it is, is, one it is right, exactly. You got to go do a lot of stuff, man. Get yourself a pill organizer. It's good. I have yeah. one. It's great. Um, my biggest, big, like, weird wish list thing for the next couple of years is that somehow, if if you if we if we must do Kingpin as Spider-Man 4's antagonist, as so many of the fandom wants, I want him to come back basically as that prowler after he escaped because i'm sitting there i'm like 
Spire Society's in like peril. At the end of that movie, it might not exist anymore. You have him, it's have him be a henchman, and he doesn't have to be around for a bunch of movies. He gets to like have you know the moment of the fans excited about it. It'd be great. Also, when he inevitably bites it and it traumatizes some poor kid they cast as Miles and makes Tom Holland furious, it's gonna be good. So there you go. That anyway. hypno hustler thing that doesn't even have a date. You talk about Fantastic Four doesn't exist. It's never <laughs> happening. It's never happening. God bless. If El Muerto can happen, anything can happen, which apparently they're trying to make El Muerto happen again. So who knows? Nonsense. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm glad we could mention El Muerto when Nick, who is one of yeah. the biggest El Muerto defenders, is on yeah. the show. I mean, if I'm saying it's nonsense, it must truly be nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on the topic of franchise returns or comebacks, uh, BD talked to Josh Brolin during the Dune Part 2 junket, and I think we have a clip of him talking about Thanos. So, Peter, take it away. One of your work is Thanos, one of my favorite villains in anything ever. Cool. You did such a good job with the character. He is now officially, through What If Now, the most killed off Marvel character in MCU history. Really? Yeah, he's died more times on screen than anyone else right in the on. Marvel Universe. Okay. I would love to hear your thoughts on that, if, and if you think there's any more kind of stories you'd like to see him tell. You know, they taught, we, I talk, I hear kind of like through the grapevine that they're gonna bring him back, and there's the What If series, and that's a different kind of Thanos and all mm -hmm. that, but I don't know in the, in the Marvel world whether they're gonna bring him back, but I didn't know that, that he was the most killed off I think it's like five Marvel or six villain. times now. What, in the two movies? Well, twice in Infinity War and Endgame, two times in What If, uh, in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I love it that you know this. I didn't even <laughs> learn something new every oh, day. Man. <laughs> even I was mentally trying to run through all of the times that it happened. I'm glad BD had the receipts. Um, but yeah, how do we feel about Josh Brolin's comments? I just love this interview. I love that yeah. that Roland is genuinely impressed with BD. It's really sweet. And yeah. and you can tell that Roland really just loves Thanos. And as much as whether or not we need to see him again, I don't know that I really care either way. Um, I've t We've all said this, like, let's move forward. Well, I, I, we've gotten so much Thanos. I don't need him again. But I also love how much Josh Brolin loves it. So the whole here through the grapevine thing, it's every time I hear something like that, I'm like, Secret Wars, I just feel like <laughs> everyone in, and their mother is going to pop up in Secret Wars for something. Uh, so maybe he's just going to fly in in the copter and be like, hello, and then that's it. But we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. I need the Thanos copter. Beyond just being in the void in Loki, I need it to be real. So if he just like came in and we just heard like a little music cue as he's just flying in, that would be so great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, I mean, in Secret Wars or in the newer one, he has Thanos has a pretty huge moment that they could definitely pull off in live action and would add to that count that BD was mentioning. So, you know, I, I think that'd be cool. <laughs> Credit to our buddy Christine, who does our social media, who actually pointed out there was actually three times of what if and overlaid every time he gets murdered. It's very, <laughs> very funny. It's very funny. I'm like, what? this is a lot of work, girl. Good job. Way to go. Um, <laughs> I, I have been entertaining in the back of my mind that he's going to come back, but this is one of those Aaron weird connect the dots things is that they're getting ready to open up that multiverse ride at Avengers Campus here in California for like next year, I want to say. And King Thanos is the villain of that thing. And you know they don't promote anything that they can't sell merchandise off of or make you go watch on a streaming service or in a theater. So I'm like, is this going to happen closer than we think it will? Like, Why? Because, I mean, of course, you know, he's a big Marvel villain. Like, who else would you have be, like, the villain of the big multiverse ride? But also, there are so many choices. Like, I was like, really? Thanos, what in the world? And then hear him say, I heard it from the grapevine. You know, through the what if stuff, that they can get him back to do voiceover whenever they want, which is a, which is great. That He actually says yes and is, like, excited about it, too, which would be, which is really, really fun. He actually still kind of cares, so. Question. Uh, as much as I, was he always meant to be the villain of the multiverse ride, or was that a change thing? That was he, announced like years ago, I feel like. Two years oh, okay. Ago during it the was pandemic. like, yeah, King Thanos art. I think, wasn't it at D23? Not to do the bit again, but wasn't it at D23? <laughs> I didn't go to the parks panel. That's I wasn't fair. there. <laughs> <laughs> you were at D23, but not for that. Um, it's been in the works. I feel like they were kind of riding the high of the Infinity Saga, and as a result of that, it's like oh, we're going to have 
Thanos be the villain. Jitta, of it, so, okay. there's so much weird stuff in there. Like Miles oh. is in that ride. Oh, I like, remember. Yeah. Like it's we like got, I was like, what is happening? I remember we got like Werewolf by Night and like Man Thing in there she for the Hulk's first time. There. Yeah, She Hulk, Daredevil, like all of these things in there where it was like, how are we getting? It was the Grab Rangoon thing again of like, how are we getting the first look at this through concept art for a theme park ride? But yeah, he's gonna come back. I think Aaron hit the nail on the head of like the King Thanos of it all is definitely part. Um, but yeah. So on the topic of other Infinity Saga related returns, um, Jeremy Renner has talked a lot this week about potentially coming back as Hawkeye, including talking to me yesterday. Um, I interviewed him for his Silk Super Bowl ad um, and I asked him if he were to come back as Hawkeye, what would he most want to explore? And his answer was flexibility. I'm stretching as we talk about this, like no joke. Yeah, I don't know. I leave the storytelling and the narrative to the writers and all of that, but I do love the character. And if they called and asked for me to do it, I'll be prepared. Feige, I'm stretching right now, my guy. So I, it was such a sweet answer. I was like laughing on the call as he said it, but I, I love that he's like so enthusiastic, especially after all of his recovery and everything about coming back and kind of showing that side of Hawkeye. How do we feel about this? I, I want to see him as Hawkeye in like the Young Avengers movie. Like uh -huh. you throw if you throw Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye in there, we've already seen how he can interact with a younger person in Hawkeye itself. But just like have him be managing all the kids <laughs> would be fun to see. I can't I can't lie. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like happy for him. He worked, he's worked really hard on this yeah. recovery and, and to be like excited and be like, I'm ready. I can physically do it is really nice. And I like Nick's idea. Like the idea of him being kind of like the fury of the young Avengers, but a, like a soft dad kind of a yeah. version yeah. really works for me. <laughs> uh, I, I, I really, especially I love the show Hawkeye so much that I, I want to see Haley take up the mantle and be that, but I, I don't also never want to see Clint again. I'd like to see him in maybe some little capacity. I think an odd couple dynamic between him and white vision, leading them kids would be very, very, <laughs> yeah. be very, very good. There's some real mileage there to have Clint in the kids ears. Like, yeah, we're not going to listen to robot here. We're going to listen to me. All right. You're going to do this, this, this It's like, that's illogical. And it would be good. It's just good. Bettany and him would work well together. He obviously, you don't want to put him in any real crazy situations until you know, his legs and stuff are good to go. And his like, physical whatever unlike some aging superstars he's not just gonna get out there on no exercise and try to go out here and do things um you know wow. so that would be fun wow. that'd be great i will say in his super bowl commercial he's like doing roundhouse kicks and a lot of stuff oh. so like he's he's ready he he could definitely do it if feige called him like tomorrow and asked him to start doing stuff so I go buy some silk <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, and then for our final, will they or won't they return? Uh, it's Sam Rockwell. Jamie, take it away. Yeah, you know that Jenna put me on this one. Uh, Sam Rockwell was on Jimmy Fallon and uh, was asked about a potential Marvel return, which of course we all know would be Armor Wars. And he said, well, I'm waiting for the phone call. I haven't gotten the phone call. No, I'm growing the beard and everything. Listen, I'm in, dude. Yeah, let's go. It's happening. As long as Armor Wars still happens, which to me, I'm, I feel like we're at like an 80%. If, if Armor Wars is happening, we're getting Sam Rockwell. And if we don't get Sam Rockwell on Armor, Armor Wars, I'm going to probably cry live on Phase Zero about it. Because it's all I've ever wanted for so long. He clearly wants to do it. He just came back for What If. He's. It's not like he hasn't been in touch with Marvel. He has. It's happening. I don't know. What do you guys think? I we need to like clip that and just show that of like, do you want Jamie to cry? No, then put Sam Rockwell in Armor Wars. Like, we need to start the campaign now. I he has to come back. I feel like he would want to come back. I feel like it's the perfect context for him to come back. Having watched Argyle over the weekend, I do think like him being in another like big screen action thing would be great to see. So I'm I'm all for it. I feel like it's gonna happen. I mean, anything that keeps him away from Argyle too. Yeah. Or Argyle Book One, the movie, I think was the <laughs> next one they announced. So, you know, <laughs> anything that keeps it far away from that, I'm all for it. Thank you. <laughs> book One, the movie? What in the world? Yeah. Oh, God. It's, okay, it's, whatever. We'll talk yeah. about this off mic. It, it makes no sense. It's <laughs> like, okay. all right. it, boggled right. my all right. it boggled my brain for like the entire rest of the day. So. <laughs>
Well, I'm, I'm going to keep it focused on stuff that's like we're going to be positive about. Okay. So not only did he have this interview on the Tonight Show, he also talked to GQ. They did that thing where they go through all of his roles and he talks about them. He talked about Justin Hammer and doing the strut and whatever. And then the, the producer asked him, like, would you come back for Armour? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm down. Like, if I get the call, Kevin, what's up? That's two times in like four days that he's like, yo, I will go be in Armour War. So. I think that's a pretty good bet. Also, if you're leading into this whole nostalgia for the Infinity Saga, people miss Tony Stark. People miss the Phase 1 and 2 movies. Bringing Justin Hammer back to be the bad guy makes a lot of sense. I got to level with you. In some ways, I'm more excited about that movie, about Armor Wars, than I would be for like Fantastic Four, just because I don't know. Like, I don't know what shape Fantastic Four would be in. I am down. And Rob wasn't it? Me too. I will also be more excited <laughs> for it. <laughs> does, does Justin Hammer have, like, an Iron Man suit of his own in the comics? Is that something they've done? Off and on. Like, the Armor Wars storyline is kind of like Tony's tech gets into every bad guy's hands. And then, like, chaos ensues. And Justin Hammer is one of those people who gets, like, Iron Sweet. Man tech. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Give us that. <laughs> and don't make Jamie cry. You yeah, heard it here. Oh my All gosh. right. Well, we're going to take another quick one minute break. And when we come back, we have some updates about the Marvels, maybe Young Avengers, and we have Aaron's Spicy Nugget of the Week. So stay tuned. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Phase Zero. We knew something was going to happen in the middle of the show, some sort of breaking news of some sort. It's actually an update to one of our first stories from earlier in the show. So, Aaron, provide the details. Uh, so, we at the beginning of the show, we talked about Pedro Pascal starting production on Fantastic Four, as said by the SAG Foundation website in his bio. That's probably, you know, that's as good, as, as good of a source as you're probably going to get for these things outside of, you know, Deadline or like Kevin Feige himself making a Twitter account. We actually have an update where they have removed it from his bio. So either a mistake or Kevin made that call and y'all got to pull that down. Either way, it's not on the bio anymore. It could totally be either. Cause I, I feel like somebody is probably in charge of writing that website's copy. Right. And somebody yeah. probably that they could very well have heard that, or it might even be on IMDb because sometimes things get updated prematurely and thought that like this was official news because it's been talked about so much. I wouldn't be surprised if there are a lot of people out there who just believe that it, there has been an official announcement. So I think that this genuinely doesn't mean anything. It could really mean one way or the other. I don't think it confirms anything. It just leaves us in that same bubble we've been in for 25 years. <laughs> we're just Sisyphus pushing up the boulder and the boulder just fell like a little bit, like as we're doing it right now. So we'll never, we're going to get out of this eventually, but we never will. I don't know. It, who knows? I'm still just baffled by the fact of like, if production's not starting till later this year, they are going to have to delay that May 2025 release date. Like there is no way. Um, but that's a whole separate conversation. But getting back to our regularly scheduled programming, um, Aaron. Oh, yeah. So we got a uh, screen rant talking to LaShawn Lynch about the Marvels. Our buddy Joe Deckelmeyer talked to her about how much she knew about coming back and if she knew anything about coming, like what's coming up. So she said, I did not, I did know going to the movie. I didn't know what would happen next. I don't know anything, literally. Uh, every single increment of the character has been play by play. So I knew about Captain Marvel, and then I knew about Doctor Strange, and then I knew about the Marvels, and I didn't even get the script for that. I just had those moments. I know what you know, and that's it. 
well played, ma'am. So it seems as though that also there's a very funny bit of the interview where she says that she was on a Zoom with Krasinski and I want to say Haley Atwell. And they all got into the Zoom. were like, what are you doing here? Which is like great. It's a great visual. Like I wish put it in the movie. Um, how do you guys feel about her? And do you think we're going to see her anytime soonish? Like we talked about this on the on the Monday episode about X Men a little bit, but it, it is fascinating to me. Like we knew she would be back in some capacity in this movie, if at very least for the flashback sequence with Carol. Like I always assumed we were going to get some sort of flashback to her. So the fact that she at least knew that, but doesn't know what's next after this, doesn't surprise me. But yeah, I, I like the way that she played it. She's not sharing too much or too little. Yeah, I think it'd be crazy if we didn't get binary soon. Like, and it, it'd be really funny if if. Deadpool 3 has Kelsey Grammer as Beast, but then there's no mention of binary. It would be like in the Marvels when Nick Fury just doesn't have a wife anymore uh, yeah. after Secret Invasion. I think it would feel like that. I think that if if we get if we get Beast, we better get her. Uh, but again, I, I ca still can't decide if all this stuff is leading up to Deadpool 3, he kills the Fox universe, or Secret Wars versus the Fox universe. I still haven't decided what we're getting in that regard, but I I think we have to see her again. Nick? Ooh, no, I'm just like, I'm still thinking about the Fox universe, the versus. That's such a cool <laughs> idea. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, you know, if we're going to see Tiana Paris again, which is, uh, I mean, a guarantee, then we're going to see her again too. Like, they're kind of tied at the hip in terms of story and in terms of where they are, quite literally, in the Marvel multiverse so i now i'm just i'm sorry i'm kind of stuck on that versus the x-men <laughs> universe thing and it's such oh that's so cool <laughs> oh my god with it with, I, it, uh, with it available at home now people are yeah. really realizing like wow wait a second like some random posts on twitter like wait a second the end of this has the fox universe in it and i was like you should have been in the theater would be saying this <laughs> half a year after it happened welcome to I'm amazed that people are learning that information now after I felt like the leaks the week of that, like everyone was trying to avoid were so rampant. And now I like can tell they weren't as rampant as I thought they were. So um, yeah. it, it's on. almost as if people should have cared about the Marvels when it came out. Right. Uh, what a fun mm. concept that is. Like <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought Jamie, were you going to say something? Oh, I was I. I think I was just gonna say that sometimes we live on a we live on a different internet than most of the people yeah. of in this world. It's it's just a fact, and sometimes I have to remember that we live we live in a pocket uh, that feels like everything. Is, like it's like the same thing with the the Daredevil leaks. It's like we've seen them all, but I'm sure eighty percent of the population, and that's generous. Probably ninety five percent have not seen any of those things. They probably yeah. don't know Daredevil's coming back again. In yeah, show, you're probably right. right. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so keeping the topic of the Marvels going, uh, we have a big meaty quote from Catherine Newton about oh, the uh, ending of the movie. Um, so Jamie, read that quote. Oh, you gave me a big one. So Catherine Newton spoke to uh, THR. She said, in the Marvel Universe, you hope. Uh, speaking about the possibility of being, you know, a young Avengers, you hope to be. My whole thing is that I grew up watching Iron Man and I feel like I grew with that character. So my hope for Cassie Lang has always been to grow with my audience, be it the people who are my age and saw Quantumania or the people who are just starting to watch Marvel movies at a young age. I saw one when I was a little young, but I still love those movies. So if I get an opportunity to continue the story, then that would be so cool to be a part of a generation that's growing up with a film. It's such a big part of my life, but they don't really tell you. They tell you an overall, but I don't take anything for granted. I'm just trying to get through the day. Let's finish one movie and then let's continue. But I would very much also jump at the opportunity to work with Marvel Studios again. I think that's a that's a quote. It's kind of what we get from everybody these days. Uh, like I don't know, maybe I hope it is just the go to the go to answer. Also, I don't know about you, but this quote made me feel old. <laughs> I felt <laughs> old. This was my first time reading it, and as I was reading it, I I like got older uh, because I saw <laughs> Iron Man the the week I graduated high school, and to wow. be like I was a little child when when Iron Man came out, like oh god. I'm gonna turn. I'm turning 34 next week, you guys, uh, and it's it's really hitting me. Um, but it's anyway, a fun I, yeah, 
<laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you get you get more more Marvel movies with age, I guess. I don't know. I was yeah. trying to come up with it <laughs> but, but Catherine Newton is super talented, like in everything she's been in. I don't think I've been disappointed by a single performance, and that includes Quantumania, you know, regardless of how that was received. So I'm I'm hoping she gets to show up in a young Avengers thing down the line because it's also like a why not? You have all these talented people in your roster, you have all these projects that could use beefing up by just random heroes showing up here and there. So it's it's also it's just like a why not? Just toss people in where you can. Aaron, like first of all, our FSA is coming up. So if you're at the age we are, go get your eyes checked out. Go update your prescription because you shouldn't be watching your phones like this with our aged eyes. Um, I think that she she's do doing it right too because I think they talked uh, deadline talked to her on the carpet for Lisa Frankenstein yesterday and then she was just like well, next time I can go to Marvel I just want another super suit that's what I'm hoping for I can't hope for anything else and I'm like she's a very good outlook on this whole thing she's a very very nice outlook on this whole thing I also think that the last couple years of people saying stuff in the press all the leaks and stuff has led them to all like the the, the company to turtle a lot more and just try and keep everything in just real Dana Carvey with it see how old I am <laughs> like you gotta oh no Aaron <laughs> I love oh you. my god I love you Jamie you got it immediately Nick's dying oh that's great um <laughs> it's, it's just very very funny that they can't let anybody know anything anymore for less it go get blasted all over the internet and now we gotta either change or keep the same thing it, it's it's gonna be interesting to see like I said this this summer at Comic-Con is going to be wildly entertaining because if you announce any more stuff, people are going to be like, what about the stuff that was already from two years ago and three years ago? So there's a lot to look forward to, but I think we're getting that Young Avengers thing. You don't have that tag at the end of that movie and bring back freaking Haley Steinfeld to like not do that, you know? I just got war flashbacks at the Dana Carvey turtle, everything. <laughs> like, oh my God, that just took me back. Wow. Um, well, Aaron, your comment, your comment goes perfectly into the next point that I had, which was, I, I know we are all Young Avengers fans on the show and like really, really want to see the project. And obviously with the Marvels is ending, it feels like it's kind of on the way. Just going around, do we want to see it as a movie or a TV show? Because that alone has been a huge point of contention. I'll go first. I, yeah. I want a movie. I want a movie. I don't want a show. And a part of that is just because a lot of these shows just feel like movies cut up into six pieces anyway and i think that if you put a movie called young avengers in theaters it will do well i because one i think that if i were if i didn't know much about marvel and i saw young avengers in my mind i would think hmm is that maybe a prequel or something it feels like maybe i don't need a lot of information to go see this movie uh i really think it would do well and i think that the these young actors deserve to be on the big screen doing this and that's how i would like to see it that being said if it was a show obviously i'd be seated in my living room for it aaron uh i i think it's gonna end up having to be a movie just because of all this talk about budgets and stuff like that like there's no there's no room for you to make 200 million dollar tv show that doesn't involve tom hiddleston so uh unless he can be in it i mean he could be in it too he could just be a weird cgi tiny tom hiddleston alongside the other young avengers because that happened in the comics um so i think it'll probably end up being a movie i mean listen the one thing that everybody did pay attention for the marvels is a Vellani. so get her on that poster get her in a, in a tag or like you know like a trailer and it really would be like something to see i'm pretty sure you know like and, and like jb said the people who the 95 percent of the other people on the internet who don't follow this religiously would see young avengers in a the theater and be like oh i like that you know nick what about you See, so uh, this before all the Kang stuff happened, I remember talking about like talking to Aaron way back when about this. I thought that's what Kang Dynasty was going to be. I thought that this whole multiverse saga was going to be introducing every all these new heroes and all these new faces so that when Kang Dynasty happened, something would happen to the OGs and, you know, they'd be separated off and come back in Secret Wars and we'd have a whole movie with just the new crew, with just like these new people have been, been introduced. So I thought that's what Avengers 5 was going to be, to give us the team up movie of all the new people we've seen. 
and that includes Young Avengers. But if if it means like if we do have to get a Young Avengers movie on its own, I want that. I don't. I think it's bigger than a series. A series would do it a disservice. A series, unfortunately, puts it in this box of like we see them. They may never get a season two. They may never get another thing again. We may never see them again. No one may. No one may see it. That's you know. It might be one of those things, but it would do it a disservice to kind of fracture it off into the Disney plus world when it deserves a film project, a team up movies and like team ups in general deserve like this film project. I would just like to say, please don't put it up against another freaking Lucasfilm thing. So it can get murdered. <laughs> that was what happened last time this yeah. happened. That's what caused all this BS in the first place, but go on. Jenna. Go I will say I'm, I'm conflicted because I agree with all of you of like, it deserves a movie. It deserves the massiveness of it. But like, there is a small part of me that feels like it could really, really work as a TV show. And I also think the fact that when you look at like who could hypothetically be on the young Avengers roster, almost all of them were introduced in TV projects. And as much as, everyone on this panel loves the marvels i feel like a lot of the conversation around the marvels was whether or not you already knew the characters from subscribing to disney plus so i would almost be worried if it became a movie that as much as it's easy to just sell their young avengers go watch it like i don't know if general audiences who don't have disney plus would recognize any of the characters that they're really seeing so i i'm conflicted i could see either one i also would not mind a tv show purely just for the length of time to really get into the character dynamics but i also could just see like a massive massive movie working really well so that's, that's we'll a great point that's a great point because it'd be like the netflix defenders thing right like it, yeah defenders was what like eight episodes i mm -hmm. think bringing them all together and that felt cool so yeah but it's <laughs> streaming stuff so i don't know if if a defenders movie would have worked i mean it would have been on netflix anyway so i guess that argument's out the window but you know i'm just talking in circles here my bad <laughs> i just that, don't trust like the idea of like getting to know each character and taking that time i just don't think disney plus would do that if you really want to do it right give us a 22 episode young avengers but that's never going to happen especially with these actors and, and how big their careers are getting, they're not going to come and do a 22 episode show anyway. Uh, and, and, and six episodes is again, it's just a movie. That's a, that feels a little long. So we'll wait and see, like who knows at this point, but yeah. Um, and then to end things today, we have another Aaron spicy nugget of the week. Oh boy. It's my favorite time of the week. It's time for a spicy nugget. Um, I laugh because I really love the young Avengers thing. And I was like, man, that's really, really good. But I did have to talk about this because I, my corner of Twitter was talking about this. So Nielsen released their streaming rankings for 2023. They do all the best, like the, whatever the most stream shows, most stream the series, most streamed, like, you know, movies, prestige dramas, all that stuff. And a surprise Marvel film is the most streamed live action movie of 2023. That's right. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever beat out freaking Avatar The Way of Water. And I want to say, what was, was there something else at the last one? Now, granted, these, these results are interesting because Warner Brothers took a metric F ton of time to put Barbie on streaming and Universal did the same thing with Oppenheimer. And if they had been available closer to their release dates i'm pretty sure they would have been higher than these movies that are a whole year old but it is interesting to see because if you hear people tell it's like oh no one likes these things anymore no one watches this stuff anymore when clearly the numbers not bear that also do you realize children watch cartoons the entire top seven is all animated movies like all of it like frozen and moana are one and two which is wild you know how long is oh, in a conto? There's like the top, this one of the top four. And I'm like, man, oh man, I feel so terrible for the parrots out there. Stay strong. I know you have those <laughs> songs burned into your heads. So, how does everybody feel about that? Does it does it change your opinions? Does it make you think about the stuff we've talked about with people waiting to see things on Disney Plus? Because 6.8 billion minutes watched is nuts. I, I this, oh sorry, Jenna, Jamie, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, I, I feel like I've said, said this before, but I really think that this is proof that the Marvels is going to crush on yep. Disney+. Plus. I don't know if it's going to do as well as Wakanda Forever. I don't think that. But I do think that this is a very big indication that that's coming. We are going to see the Marvels doing really well. And I think a lot of that, we've talked about this a lot, movies are expensive. And a movie like the Marvels, a movie like Wakanda Forever, are the movies that 
families want to go see. They want to see them. But right now, with the economy, the way that it is, <laughs> uh, it's just not <laughs> easy to take your families there. But it is easy to sit them all in front of Disney+. Plus. Also, uh, parents might be uh, overwatching Frozen, but so is poor Tony, because I definitely <laughs> contributed to Frozen. <laughs> I think Jamie nailed it. I think, like, it. it's really interesting to look at, like, Captain Marvel and Black Panther both making a billion dollars when they came out just a couple of years ago, and then now just seeing how rapidly just viewing habits have changed. Like, obviously, COVID exacerbated everything and got people to this point of not really going to the theaters unless something is an event that is worth their time. And so, Obviously, Wakanda Forever made a lot of money, but seeing that it then had this second life on streaming, I think is great because considering how many people watched the first Black Panther, this kind of signifies that a close amount of people are watching or rewatching it on streaming. So I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, considering how many times Moana has been played in my house, I, <laughs> this this is no surprise. Cool for Black Panther. Congratulations, because that movie rules. And any support it gets way after its release is fantastic. More, please. <laughs> there is a reason that you've got Disneyland building, uh, what is it, like a $7 billion addition to the park here or trying to get Anaheim to help them finance it. And the biggest part of that expansion is a Wakanda part of Avengers Campus. That's what the biggest part of it is. They know, they do the market research. They know what's going on. Like, the, they you can know, say whatever you want about the business decisions otherwise, but the mar the, the parks people, like Chapek's old backyard, they know what's going down. They know what's up. It's the Namor thing, you know. You you see Wakanda, and you're like, "Oh, the air is so pristine here." I've heard, here. <laughs> I've heard stories of this place, right. you know. And it's like, yeah, when you see it in action, you're like, "Yeah, this rules. Give us this world." It's it's the Avatar effect, right? Where it's like the I, when I don't see Wakanda, I feel kind of bummed because I'm not in Wakanda anymore. You know? so, <laughs> I will say too, JPEG wanted this place to like wanted the company to be a streaming company, and, and for these numbers, it seems like that's what they did. Which yeah. is hilarious because it's not that profitable, but they succeeded somehow. I don't, I don't know if it's actually is it success if it's not working. I don't know. <laughs> is it success if it's not working? It just feels like a proverb. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Like with the Marvels, the Marvels is on Disney Plus today, right? It I'm is. pretty sure, sure it is. is. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get numbers for that sooner than later, and hopefully it will be kind of a similar sort of pattern. Because as everyone on this panel would probably agree, like the movie deserves it. Um, but yeah, so that's it for this week's phase zero. I think this was a lot of fun. We, we, we survived. We only had one piece of breaking news during it. So that was great. Um, Aaron, you're at the top of the board. What do you want to plug this week? Uh, it's at someone like Hunter on Twitter. Uh, I would like to say, uh, condolences and, uh, you know, sort of been thinking a lot about, uh, man, oh man, like, ugh. It, it, I've, I've watched a lot of Rocky clips over the last probably six days or five, six days. And it's amazing to see the impact Carl Weathers had on pop culture kind of as a whole, weirdly enough, for a guy who was like never like, you know, he was never such a alone, but you could still have such an impact. So go go watch some of that stuff with yourself. Or if you're like me, mainline the come come fly with me from the end of first the first creed. <laughs> Delightful. Makes you want to run through a wall. Or watch Arrested Development because his his appearances. <laughs> oh, you got us I cannot watch a clip of it without laughing, and I'm so glad that like so many people have been celebrating that this week because you got us uh, going. Just lives rent free in my brain all the time. So, uh, Jake, you have to plug this week. Oh. Uh, Hard act to follow. I've said so many times in my life, like Carl Weathers deserved his own action franchise and the way that Arnold and Sly had their own franchises. He was such a singular talent. Um, but speaking of singular talents, uh, you should follow me on Letterboxd at Jamie Jirak because I am doing a Travolta month. Uh, uh, my favorite actor of all time turned 70 this month. So I'm watching a lot of his films. Uh, I want to shout out to Layla who's been joining me in this journey and who is learning that John Travolta has made a lot of bad movies. <laughs> like I can't <laughs> deny it. He's made a lot of bad ones, but I've been having a great time rewatching, watching some for the first time. So if you want to check, learn more about that, follow me on Letterboxd. I saw that Gotti was on your list, and I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> like, I, I cannot wait to hear your... It's my I first time. Even, I haven't watched it either, but just hearing about it, I'm so excited to read your review, Like, because I'm sure it's going to be a masterpiece. <laughs> um, Nick, what do you have to plug this week? 
uh, I'm Valdezology on all the socials. I also recently joined Letterboxd. It's all jokes, though. So, you know, if, if you don't follow, that's fine. <laughs> it's just for me to remember what I watched. Uh, I've also interviewed the cast of SpongeBob ahead of their big game takeover this uh, coming weekend, which is great, fantastic. And if you also happen to watch RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, I'm over at Pop Culture Social Call, where we're going through the latest season uh, each week after each episode. Love it. I'm at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn on social media. As always, go read some comics. This week had new issues of Birds of Prey, Fire and Ice, and She-Hulk. So I, I'm, I'm running to the comic book store on Saturday, even though I've already read all of the issues. But so you definitely go read some comics um, and go read my Jeremy Renner interview. He was delightful. Go watch our Zawe Ashton interview once it drops on Monday, because just it was the energy was infectious. Like BD and I had such a great time. And I think you guys are going to have a great time watching it. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice and on YouTube at youtube.com slash phasero. Uh, we will be back very soon for some sort of episode. And then we will have that Zawe Ashen episode on Monday. So stay tuned and take care.